So, Chris, we just saw the end of Wimbledon, and uh, one thing I really like about tennis, I like a lot about tennis, but one thing that I really like is how, like, when you win, you fall over. That's just Mm -hmm. sort of the uh, general accepted celebration, and I was wondering which other sport should add that in. Like, which sport would it be funniest to see, like, as you win, everyone just collapses to the ground? Well, the obvious answer feels like hockey. Yeah, I think so. Um, Just quickly... Isn't it so weird that they play tennis on grass? I guess it is kind of weird. Doesn't that feel like? It imagine. Seems, I guess it's just left over. <laughs> left over what? From, from, from like time when before they had pavement. I guess so, or clay. I guess, but they had clay back then. Come on. Yeah. I think I grass feel... and clay are equally weird. Really? Because I, well, clam, at least, like, it's solid. Like, it's firm. Right? Whereas True. grass, it's like, imagine if you were going to play tennis with someone, and you're like, let's go to the field. Like, let's go <laughs> on the grass and play some tennis. Like, what? Yeah. I think it's, like, very well curated, manicured. Yeah, I'm sure grass. it's, you know, playable. It's just very strange to me. I guess, yeah. yeah, it is, like, really short grass. And I guess they do play baseball and they the other thing on grass football, football. soccer. And cricket. Hey, speaking of football, um, lots of sports played on grass. Absolutely, but not all of them rely so pre- on like pre- precise, predictable bounces and things like that. That's also true. I mean, that's. I feel like that's the whole. The, I'm just making this up, but I feel like that's why badminton was invented. Mm, so that it never had to touch the ground. Exactly. And they're like, <laughs> you can't play tennis on this grass. Um, but <laughs> to answer your question, Griffin. Um, baby, what's a, here's a semi-related question. What sport has the most people on the pitch at one time? Is it cricket? How many people are uh, on cricket? Cricket, I think, is 10. Okay. It might be about 11 in soccer. Soccer or, like, some sort of rugby. But that's such a large playing surface yeah, as well. Yeah, it's not very concentrated. So it's cricket. Um, I, th- I think if you saw all like 53 members of a football roster fall over, <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. Um, but I think because of the, both because it's on ice and because of the confined space, that hockey would be the most fun. Yeah, sliding into walls and stuff. I, I think mm-hmm. you're, that's a good choice. Uh, but we can't dilly-dally any further <laughs> no, because we have an incredible episode coming up. Absolutely. And if you hear the audio quality and general tenor of the episode change anytime uh, after the theme song and it's it sort of seems head. like and it sort of seems like we're sort of jumping in midstream and there's not really much of an introduction to what we're doing in the episode then that's completely normal well, we and could it's do on it, you. we could do it now i guess so yeah we're going to talk about some women's world cup with some terrific guests on high floor Ocele. Well, you're here, but you're not the only one who's here. No, it's crowded. It's, it's, hey, you've heard of the band Crowded House? This is a very similar situation. We have to discuss the upcoming World Cup two award-winning football journalists joining us. Uh, first, I will introduce 
I guess I will introduce you in chronological order. So currently in British oh, Columbia. Oh. <laughs> Jessa Braun is here. Hello, Jessa. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. And r- roughly eight hours. What the time is it over there? 740? Are you talking to me? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a reveal. <laughs> she started with Yara since she's ahead in the time zones. Yeah. When you go chronologically, you start with the most recent thing first? That seems like a mistake to me. Okay, good argument. Time is a concept. <laughs> um, but Yara is here. Hello, Yara. Yeah, it's our old friend. Hi, <laughs> right, guys. I feel like it has been a journey to get here. <laughs> it I'm really so has. to be here. Yes, you- both. Mentally and physically. Wow, that's powerful stuff, Griffin. Well, we've gathered this. Frankly, this is kind of the Expendables 4 of uh, Women's World Cup podcasting in the sense that it's a sort of a dream team of high-quality individuals. See that, Griffin, Megan Fox is going to be in Expendables 4. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I just quickly want to get your thoughts on this. a time crunch. (laughs) Happy for her. Um... Okay. Chris, there's so much to get through. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally a world. Like I said, you could just do the full thing and I'll just go and Yes, Jessa's okay. on a time crunch, but I don't think we can do this without Jessa. This is uh, all my fault. I'm sorry. Not at all. Um, Blame the pe- the good folks over at Clean Feed for if anything. <laughs> um, we will start with you, Yara, as the returning veteran of High Floor Low Ceiling. Um, Obviously, there are some people out there, present company excluded, that are not football experts. Obviously, Griffin and I, we have our, uh, what do we call it, Griffin? Our weekly football segment. Oh, yeah. That's uh, the footy freakout. Yep. Um, Footy freakout. But other people, other listeners, we have a large Midwest audience, um, may have been tuned out since, you know, obviously the Olympics was a couple of years ago. Obviously, Canada had a pretty fine showing there. <laughs> For those who are out of the loop, and also let me know your thoughts on long intros. What what kind of changes have there been in the last couple of years? Who can you identify at the World Cup who have sort of seen the biggest shift, whether that's a shift upwards in the ranks, shift downwards in the ranks? What What are the biggest sort of changes to the football landscape since that time? Well... First, let's start and say I have never been called a veteran in anything in my life before. <laughs> I don't know whether I should feel honored or offended, but I will pretend to feel honored so okay. I can Guess you pretend, do be happy for the rest of this podcast. Um, wow, lots of lots has changed since the last World Cup. For those who don't know, it was in 2019 in France. Um, first of all, we have a bigger World Cup. There will be more teams competing, which is obviously very exciting for countries that obviously haven't um, been able to qualify before, also makes it a bit more competitive. You have to get through uh, more teams to win. Um, And then in terms of kind of shift in uh, teams, I think there has been kind of quite a few big changes since 2019. I think going into this World Cup, the USA will always be a favorite just in this current setup that hasn't really changed. Obviously they're entering as defending champions, but I think in 2019 um, England were a, maybe a quarter finalist, semi-finalist team. Um, 
They had kind of the makings of a, a decent team. They had a eh, manager, like he was so-so. But now they're coming off the back of a Euros win last summer. Um, they have a manager who has an insane record, especially in knockout competitions. Um, and they just have this winning experience. So I think in terms of just if we're looking at favorites, they're probably one of the teams that have kind of like blew up, at least in my opinion. Okay, yeah. And Jessa, I wanted to ask you about England. Obviously, as Yara mentioned, they they won the Euro. Uh, they brought football home, as they say over there. Um, Yara gives me a big eye roll. I'm not sure. As a English resident, she should be proud, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's the book. I think for those of us who uh, maybe view the United States as an evil empire, does England have have a real chance here at knocking off the Americans and winning this whole tournament. I, I think they do have a real chance. Um, It will be a battle to, to win over the U S like any, any team that's going to play the Americans is going to have a tough battle ahead of them. But I think England is definitely, I mean, on paper, they're the most likely to do it. Uh, The U S is projected as the most likely team to win this tournament and England is uh, following them in second for most likely to win. So if anyone has the best chance, it is England. And they did beat them when the the U S lost three straight games in the fall. And England was one of those teams that beat them. So the, the U S still, I would, if I had to bet money on it, I would say the U S is going to come out on top of England, but yeah, like I said, I think England out of all the teams has the best chance to beat the U S. And obviously since you are on now the west coast of canada you've had the chance to experience the full breadth of our beautiful country um so you're maybe the most in the know to answer this question obviously you know most people or some people again not us footy freak out um it's on our patreon yeah canada always feels you know obviously coming off a huge win at the olympics um but it feels like in general in soccer they sort of always feel like they're like sort of in like the upper middle class of uh of football teams of international teams maybe you can tell me if that's a, a correct assessment or not but they feel like they're always sort of like they're not quite the contender status like they're not a US or a Germany or a, an England and then I also saw Germany was maybe uh going to be a factor at this world cup but is that true say again I just asked you about uh, Germany since you already listened to them twice. Okay, fine. But how do you see Canada? Are they are they sort of on that cusp looking again? Do they have a chance to maybe uh, uh, surprise some people? I think they could definitely surprise some people. I think when they won the Olympic gold medal, I think they were really well known for their their strong defense, which they're still going to have that strength at the World Cup. But in my opinion, I've seen improvements in their offense since that win and that has always kind of been something that has held them back a bit but I feel like that's going to be better at this tournament than it has in the recent years which I mean if they've got strong offense and defense obviously every team wants to have that so I think they could be a very strong side um this time around and I I have I'm going to keep my eye on Adriana Leon because she Australia is in Canada's group and Australia was beat twice by Canada recently because of Leon. So um, like she had like three goals against them in two games. So that's going to be an attacker to watch against Australia. 
Um, but yeah, I think I think Canada is definitely on their way up, and this tournament could really solidify that that turning point for them as a team. That's great, Adriana Leon, a name to know, folks. If you an anytime goal scorer bet, Jess Sebron, <laughs> financial heck? advice for Canada <laughs> versus Australia. Did you send that Bet Rivers contract, by the way? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big, uh, big betfluencer now. You jumped in the river. <laughs> I did. And Chris, you had a question here on our immaculately prepared document about uh, several teams that we can probably expect to get wins at their first World Cup, such as the Republic of Ireland or Portugal. Uh, I just wanted to know from our experts here, like we said, of course, you and I are experts, but we brought mm-hmm. in additional yeah. experts just because this is a World Cup. We put the entire world in a cup. Um, That's right. <laughs> is there an underdog team that the two of you most like to maybe pick up a first win, whether it's like New Zealand, the Philippines, Zambia, Haiti, <laughs> Jamaica, or Panama? <laughs> you really are listing off of a set of bullet points on a Google document, Griffin. And we'll turn to you, Yara, first to, if you have a pick. Um. That's a, that's a really hard question because I do feel like... Hey, I'm going to um, challenge you. Okay. <laughs> I do feel like uh, it, it all kind of just depends on the group stages and, and um, just... It de- I feel like first World Cup wins especially just depends on so many factors. Um, but if I kind of had to pick from that list, I would say Jamaica because I think... Um, First of all, I know we're going to talk about nicknames in a bit for nickname team nicknames, but if we're going to talk about player nicknames, Jamaica have an unbelievable player and her nickname is Bunny. She goes by Bunny Shaw. Um, she is a striker. Uh, she plays for Manchester City in the WSL here in the UK. And I just think that um, if you're an under- underdog team, you need at least some sort of like goal scoring threat. You need some sort of like outlet, something to like obviously get you a win. And I think that Jamaica with Bunny Shaw up front have the ability to kind of just like nick some sort of like scrappy result. Um, yeah. And she was, she played really well this past season in the WSL. Um, in seasons prior, she was uh, more of a sub player because she was behind Ellen White, who was, uh, who was England's number nine. Then she retired and she kind of has exploded this season. So I think Jamaica would probably be my bet for a team to pick up their first one. And for those who don't know, Nick means steal. Um, just a bit of British slang oh, I'm sorry. picked up in my time there. Um, Jessa, we turn to you. We gave Yara the pick advantage, so Jamaica's off the board. But do you have a pick for who might uh, claim their first World Cup win? A lot mm-hmm. of uh, first-time participants at this World Cup. Well, I was also really rooting for Jamaica, but um, another <laughs> one. I, I know, I know. I think just as hosts, um, it would really do a lot for like pushing the women's game forward if like the host team could just carry some momentum through this tournament. So I would really like to see New Zealand um, thrive. I know they're not like internationally ranked as like the strongest side in this tournament by any means. So it would be nice if. Um, they could kind of find some momentum with the home field advantages and the home crowds and uh, just kind of get some hype going for this tournament. I think that could be. So I, I am really rooting for them. 
Absolutely. Can I say something about home, um, home advantage? Uh-oh. I yeah, have, okay. I'm going off script for a second. <laughs> I just want to say yeah, we wrote this entire thing down before we... <laughs> so, Jessa obviously talked about home advantage there with New Zealand, which I totally obviously, agree with. Yeah. And I think, obviously, Australia are co-hosts who are in Canada's group. And I am just... Jessa, tell me if you disagree here. But I think Australia are being slightly overrated because of their home advantage. I am seeing discussions about how Australia can A, top the group, which, you know, it might be possible. Watch, they're going to smack Canada now and I'm going to look like a freaking idiot. I don't know if I can swear <laughs> on this. <laughs> Seems uh, like you're you working through that. something here, yeah. <laughs> but like, I just, like, and I've seen so many kind of like people put their rankings that Australia will come first in the group ahead of Canada, which I just think is... Um, really unfounded. Yes, they are hosts. Yes, they will have, um, you know, the crowd behind them. But I just think that in terms of performances, in terms of just uh, overall play, I mean, Canada are literally Olympic medalists and Australia are, well, they're not. And they also just have not been that competitive um, in previous years. Like, I just really think that this is some sort of dream that I don't know who's selling it. Maybe it's a conspiracy. I need to get to the bottom of who is selling this dream that Australia are going to be great at this World Cup. I don't know, Jessa, what do you think? No, I I actually fully agree with that. I think I was actually reading an article the other day. I forget what platform it was on, but it was saying how Australia was going to go and win the whole thing. And I was like, well, I don't I don't know about that. And um, yeah, I I would I would pick Canada over Australia to win the group. But maybe that's just Canadian bias. But um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. The green and gold on blast. Uh, I like the tired and old Griffin. Yeah, you better watch yourselves. Oh. They've uh, also got a lot of injuries. They've got so many injured players that they're betting on to be ready for this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the green to, and gold, more like the black and blue. Oh, not to bring it up, oh. but yeah, if I look at a, uh, a betting platform here, Australia, like, two to one favorites over Canada to win the group. So hey. yeah, the consensus certainly yeah. seems to be that Australia has an edge there, but Canada, like you said, the reigning Olympic gold medalist. And just before Jessa has to go, Chris, you had something you wanted us to pick. Yeah. Well, I just, I wanted to know if you wanted to say log on to bet rivers to maybe place a bet on Canada. If you want to make your pick well, of the week that you always do on footy freak out. Yeah. Well, we'll save that for the Patreon. Okay. Um, yes, I quickly wanted to go around the horn. We can start with you, Jessa, since your pick of Jamaica was so cruelly robbed from you when we were talking <laughs> about World Cup wins. Um, I I compiled a brief shortlist. There are many terrific uh, football nicknames, uh, international team nicknames. Uh, me personally, I don't like the ones that are like, the blue team, the red team, but that's just me. You can always uh, go off the board here, but I have a brief short list uh, of potential uh, top nicknames, and I would like you to pick your favorite of the uh, the nicknames at this World Cup. Okay. I I think for me, it's the Super Falcons. I, I, I just think it just sounds so like... Rar. I don't know. <laughs> First, don't go rar, but it. <laughs> or the scree, perhaps. But... Something about that name, but just I guess super in front of even Falcon, like Falcon. I don't know. It just. Oh, the Falcons. Ironclad analysis. 
I don't have much analysis besides the fact that I just think it sounds sick. <laughs> That's literally all there is to it. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Did take That's my, that name. was number one on my board as well, probably the Super Falcons of uh, Nigeria. Canada's yeah. first game, so see if they can clip those wings. <sighs> God, I'm good. Yara, as a guest, you, of course, have the right <laughs> to go second. Who are you taking off the board for your favorite nickname? First of all, we can not, maybe okay. we don't have to clip the wing, but maybe we can like freeze the wings with our snow, or hmm. we oh. can pour maple syrup on it okay. and make them un- can... unflyable. You are getting unflyable. Yeah, absolutely it is. You're a journalist. You okay, can make okay. any word you want into a word. <laughs> Famously, <laughs> journalists have that right. Yeah. The ability to make stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> People will trust that it's right. <laughs> All right. Don't let you from an award you're, winner. You're, an, you're a verified Twitter <laughs> account. A fellow award winner. Um, my favorite nickname is probably Steel Roses of China. I just think that's really cool. <laughs> I really... <laughs> I really also like Vietnam, the Golden Star Woman, Golden Star Woman Warriors. But the thing is, why I pick China over them is that it's just a bit mouthy. Like by the time I say those four (laughs) words, I'm out of breath and I've forgotten (laughs) what I'm going to say next. I feel like the Steel Roses just gets to the point. So that is my pick. I love the pick. Griffin, (laughs) as a noble person... I will give you the opportunity to select third since it seems like the probably the consensus number one and number two are off the board. They indeed are. Those are definitely the best. I'm going to keep mine simple and go with our reigning European champions, the Lionesses. I just think that that is like obviously a female version of the three lions, but everyone knows once you study a little bit of uh, zoology that lionesses are the ones who do all the work. They do all the hunting. They hunt in a pack. I think it really works well for a soccer team. Uh, So I'm going to do lionesses as my pick. I had that exact same thought, Griffin, that uh, the the specifically in this situation, because, you know, a lot of the nicknames and Jessa, if you have to leave, please do not uh, feel beholden to to stick around. We know you have. (laughs) I want to wait to see what your pick is. Okay, well, Um, (laughs) a lot of tough choices here. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with the football ferns of New Zealand. I don't oh, yeah. know what it means. Um, I assume it's about a plant. Uh, yeah, the, okay. the the logo on New Zealand sports teams is like a fern. And also okay. fern is a female name, traditionally. Exactly. And I, I know one person named Fern, and they're incredibly nice. And I feel like that's just the vibe of the name fern, that like they're going to be like, kind of earthy kind of crunchy mm. but like really nice like really chill am i wrong am no I, wrong? I i i like that and of course like we said rooting for the home side to get their win jessa quickly where can people find your world cup coverage up to analyst the analyst.com there it is go find her on twitter jessa will you be tweeting your articles we know you hate twitter yes i no i will be tweeting yeah my article yes <laughs> At what? I, will, I will try to tweet as much as i can and where can people find those tweets at at Jessa Braun. Okay, go. <laughs> Just my name. We'll okay, plug you again like, after. Here you went. Bye, everyone. I love Bye. you. Bye, Bye love Jessa. You. <laughs> 
okay go griffin and then now that we have lots of time i'm gonna stretch out here uh, okay go griffin were you listening to the credits of the hit 2023 feature film the flash are you looking at my spotify no were you listening to some okay go i i was yeah the it's on my to the flash it's on my running playlist okay go wow um, because the i was shocked and delighted to learn that uh, this too shall pass by OK Go plays during uh, during the, the credits Flash. of the twenty twenty three feature film The Flash. Wow, a very strange film, Griffin. I've heard. Uh, this is all getting cut out. What? Um, <laughs> so Wait, is the we Flash just the one that's losing a trillion dollars. Yeah, uh, like despite okay. Chris's best efforts. Well, <laughs> yeah, I paid for it. <laughs> yeah, you went to see it in the theater, of course. Um, um, now we that we limited, well, now that we have unlimited time, I had some things I wanted to ask Yara. Well, no, I was thinking we could come back with Yara after the break. Okay. Or if, we, if you want to talk... Yara, stick around to join us? And this is all staying in. If you want to talk with Yara a bit now, and then we can take a break, <laughs> and then we can come back after. Yara, would you like to take a break and return with us? Yara, which one of us would you like to pick? Who do you think is right? Oh, I have some bad news for you, buddy. <laughs> Go ahead and you pick uh, which one of us is your favorite. I think at this point in the podcast, there will be zero listeners. <laughs> because, because of the rant that just occurred. Not even the rant. It's so, all staying in. Live to what take. was the question? Oh, I don't. Should I don't we take a break? The break okay. And number two, who's your favorite between the two of us? Don't care. Don't know. Those don't, are my answers to the Don't question. care. <laughs> That's don't care so... to the break question. <laughs> okay. And you don't know oh, I thought you were saying one of us you don't care about, and <laughs> yeah, the other one of us you I don't know. As well. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna let Yara ruminate on uh, this difficult question, and I know all you listeners have a favorite too. And I would love for you to write in, get in the comments, and uh, share your thoughts. But we'll be back when High Floor Low Ceiling returns. And we're back. Uh, a big tip of the cap, a big round of applause for the great Jessa Braun. Her high floor, low ceiling debut. Uh, Chris, I think we're very grateful to have her. I think that's how I would characterize it. You think we are? I think so. I'm just waiting I, to hear your concurrence. I concur. I just, I wouldn't call it into question for even a second. No, well, neither would I. Something else we're grateful for is that Yara was able to stick around. And we're going to have Yara for our second sag here. Welcome, Yara. Welcome back. She survived. Have no life. So <laughs> I, I am that. Say, you Where do not have anything Jessica? better to do. <laughs> exactly. But, but we're yes, so I'm ready. Sorry. So happy to have you. <laughs> this is perfect. This is exactly how it should be. Um you, Griffin, were wanting to <laughs> putting this segment at your feet. Uh, wanting to run down these groups and pick some group winners. Obviously, we all know an equal amount. So we will uh, all yeah. give our thoughts here. Uh, for me, despite the fact that we do have the weekly footy freakout segment, um, mm -hmm. a lot of these picks I think will be based on, is this a soccer country vibe, which may prove to become problematic. So we'll see how that goes. So is that, is that maybe how we should do it? That we should, that we should pick based on vibes and then Yara can tell us what the real. Oh yeah. Yara uh, can say if we're right or wrong. Okay. I like mm -hmm. that. Um, just quickly, do we want to run through and rank the letters A to H? 
Okay, yeah, G is obviously number one. What? For Griffin? Is that why? Yeah. yeah. I would think... I would honestly, like, I'm not trying to be funny here. I would maybe rank G last. What? It's versatile. You got the gut. And it's the actually gut. not versatile at all. Gut and it's gut. actually, I feel like, a very rare letter to see in a word. King? Compared Ever seen to a me. word that ends in king, Chris? I guess that's a good point. That's a fair point. Stuff just fell off my desk, but I'm fine. That's karma. That's uh, staying the It's got pocket. a fun design. It's like a C with a little extra flourish. The lowercase is significantly different than the uppercase, which is fun. Google. Google, yeah. You ever heard of Google? I have, yeah. I just mentioned it, actually. Well, yeah. Um, Yara, which letter are you ranking last? Out of A to H. Well, when you mentioned Google, I was like, wow, I love Google. <laughs> you know what I not, don't love? Fugle? I don't love... <laughs> I don't love... Fugle? Things. You know what when you go on a computer and it automatically opens Bing and mm-hmm. you're like, why was this ever an option? Like, why would you do this to me? I'm already suffering enough in my life. And I feel like that might have just put me over the edge. The fact that you as a computer open Bing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say B is last. But Bing does yeah. have a G in it as well, I must point out. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, it's not, the, yeah, it's not carrying the, the weight uh, I was going to say though I do like B like just aesthetically you got the double bumps and the buh I think almost but. every one of the first eight letters are pretty aesthetically quality I don't, I'm not a huge fan of D no. that feels lazy in some ways like kind of taking the worst of both worlds with the big hoop and the boring line so H is a pain to write out because you got to make like three different lines. You got to lift your pencil <laughs> off the paper twice. You're lifting your pencil doing H's. I oh. can't handwrite at all. So no, who handwrites oh. in 2023? But back in the day, primary school Griffin thought that but H's were inefficient. I think maybe F would have to be bottom of the list. It is like representative of failure. It's not yeah. very. It's not very, no, it it's up. also a, that's a pencil lifter. If you want to talk yeah, about no. lifting your pencil. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, obviously a start of the nastiest word you can say, which is not cool. No. Um, Feathers. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, Chris, we do have to rank <laughs> F and C Great. pretty high. <laughs> that's <laughs> That was a great comedic premise, Yara. To say feather. Feather. <laughs> I try so hard to make Chris laugh every week. Oh, and tries you, Mike Griffin. So, Group A, Griffin. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, very highly ranked letter for starters. But, for sure, uh, but I don't cool. think the quality of the group is carrying the the letter quality. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, we talked about New Zealand and the Philippines being underdogs. So, go ferns. Go ferns. So, I feel like we're picking between Norway and Switzerland. I get more of a football vibe from Switzerland. I, I don't really know that much about Europe in general. I'm realizing now, like, gun to your head, which has more people, Switzerland and Norway? I'm going, mm, Norway's bigger geographically. Uh, Canada's bigger geography than the United States. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go. I think Norway has more people. Okay, Yara, do you know the answer to this? 
No. As a European <laughs> resident, I know you're not technically European anymore, but uh... <laughs> England's still a part of Europe. That's how it works, right? You're not in the continent anymore. <laughs> All right, uh, but are those our two picks, Chris? Uh, no, I'm going to go Switzerland and New Zealand. I'm going to. I think that's. Uh... Oh right, there are two teams. <laughs> yeah, we got to pick two teams to make it through. <laughs> Oh, this is already good stuff. I will I will go with those two teams only because I know New Zealand and the Philippines are underdogs. Switzerland and Norway both seem like they would be at least competent. So uh, I'll, I'll, going I'll agree with you. And no-, no, I said Switzerland and New Zealand. Oh, well, no. I'm going to go Switzerland and Norway. Yeah, who's right? Um, I personally would probably say Switzerland and Norway. But I'm also... To anyone who's listening, like, I am the biggest pessimist in that, like, underdog stories. I never believe they will ever happen until they actually happen. And I'm like, wow, that happened. So New Zealand, you know, the crowd may lift them or whatever. But, like, as of right now, I'm not believing it. So, All right. Well, that's a point to Chris. <laughs> Norway and Switzerland. I think um, Norway are probably the most talented in that group by far. Um, and I think that's just, like a very easy kind of pick for to who to top the group. And then if we're deciding between Switzerland and New Zealand, I think Switzerland, they're coming into this World Cup with actually um, poor form, bad form, but they qualified in a very like resilient way. And I'd like to think that this like resilience, you know, may lead to, um, you know, they know how much it took to get them there. So obviously they want to go further. And I just think that they are a better team than New Zealand anyway. Well, we always see the Brazilian team do well, so maybe the resilient team will do well as well. Oh. I'm glad I left off the uh, clear favorite, according to Yara, when it comes to Norway. All right, next up we got Group B. (laughs) Buh, for short. Group Buh. Um, Gruba. Hans Gruba. Oh, I've seen that one. Um, Watched it last Christmas. Griffin, you might call me completely messed up in the head, but I honestly, truly think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm sorry. You know, I'm going to... Kill me if you must. I'm going to disagree with you. I think... I actually... I agree with Griffin. (laughs) I don't... You know what? I mean, I get why people think it is, but it doesn't... I'm kind of random like that. (laughs) I'm kind of messed up. But I, I don't do. think it's a Christmas movie, but then like if you just logically present like the reasons that I don't think it's a Christmas movie, you if you like logically hit me with like Home Alone, then I would have to logically say that that's not a Christmas movie either. But that obviously is. So it just I think it just comes down to in my heart. It is not. Um, speaking of dying hard, though, shout out to the hopes of Nigeria and Ireland, because they're going to be dying hard as Canada and Australia are my picks to advance in group. But. Yeah, we do have, we talked about Australia, we talked about Canada, and obviously, even though they might be a little overrated, I think that I'm guessing that most people would have Australia coming out of the group. And then we have the Battle of the Green Bars, Griffin, with the Republic of Ireland and Nigeria. I know it's Ireland's, the Republic of Ireland, I should say. Yeah. It is their first World Cup. And I think that they're going to... Mm, but then Australia's playing at home. If it were a neutral ground, then I might maybe pick uh, the Republic of Ireland to maybe pull off an upset and uh, make it out of the group. But I think I will concur with you, Griffin, and take Australia and Canada. 
Judge? I, well, both of you were said the same thing, so I have nothing to judge. <laughs> but to make this interesting, Group do you butt. want to hear, um, um, speaking of the Republic of Ireland, do you want to hear a, a mystery? Oh. No, not a song. Oh, I don't a mystery about this Republic of Ireland team going into the World Cup. Oh yeah, Mr. So, what if we said no? <laughs> <laughs> well, then we no, I was going to start time. anyway. Okay. So basically, in preparation for the World Cup, teams will play friendlies, right? They will play some in front of fans, and they will also play behind door friendlies. They're they're like cut off from media, cut off from fans, whatever. So I think it was last week, the Republic of Ireland had a behind doors friendly with Colombia. And then it came out that the, the game was abandoned after 20 minutes because Ireland said Colombia were being too aggressive oh. in their game. And then a couple of days ago, Colombia came out and their players came out and said it was really disrespectful of Ireland. This is a contact sport. You don't know how to play. Then what are you doing? Da 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 da. And it's just all this drama, and it's quite funny to think about. Yeah, and that this is what I just wanted to share. Like it bodes to... very well for the hopes of the Irish team. Yeah, it's but definitely interesting because obviously, sorry, Chris, go ahead. Well, just the you know, I I feel like we've heard a lot about a lot of the top teams having a lot of injuries, so maybe uh, maybe they're just trying to make sure that they get their best squad to the world cup unscathed that is true as well it's just interesting to see like or to think about obviously we would never know because we don't have footage who who is maybe right in that situation right oh i'm sorry (laughs) um and um yeah i just thought it was an interesting story that maybe some listeners would not know some hosts wouldn't even know i would say yeah, um, I don't know who, but like some <laughs> theoretical host somewhere out there in the sports <laughs> podcasting world. But thank you so much for sharing that, Yara. Um, so Griffin and I, of course, tie on that one. <laughs> group C, a very interesting group, flag-wise. That's how I'm sort of looking at this. Uh, group <laughs> for short. Um, you've got Spain, Costa Rica, Zambia, and Japan. I... I feel like Japan is a good vibe. I feel like Japan is always a country like in any sport where it's like, if you told me Japan was ranked like fifth in the world, I wouldn't be surprised. And if you told me Japan, it was like, oh, they're actually like not good at that sport. They actually rank like 55th. Then I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like, and this is, again, this is totally based on vibes, not have, that doesn't have any standing in truth. I feel like Asian women's teams are more likely to be good than Asian men's teams. I don't have any, again, don't have any factual basis for that. Don't have any reasoning for that. When it comes to soccer. Yes, I think so. Um, I'm into that. And so I'm going to pick Japan. I think Japan could definitely be good. And then, you know, Spain is obviously always going to be contender, but I'm going to go off the board and say that Costa Rica is going to pull off the upset here uh, and knock out Spain. And it'll be like, this will be sort of like a, a, a moment of reflection for Spain. They're like, oh my gosh, 
We lost to Costa Rica 3-2 in extra time. What are we going to do now? So that's my prediction for Group K. Uh, this one, Group K, is very clearly Spain and Japan. It's an open and shut case. I believe Japan is the last country not named the USA to win a World Cup uh, on the women's side. And then Spain, obviously a football powerhouse, one of the strongest sides in the world. So I think this one's fairly obvious. And Costa Rica and Zambia, all due respect, don't really have the the muscle to stand up to these two mighty squads. Am I right, Yara? Griffin, you are the winner of this round. Yeah! Yes. Japan are the last team not named the U.S. to win. They won in 2011, and they came runner-ups in 2015. Um, obviously, that is a long time ago. A lot of those players on those squads are not playing now. But Chris, you would be correct in that. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, Chris would be correct in saying that in soccer, Asian women tend to do better than their male counterparts in terms of just the success of their teams. Um, and yeah, Spain definitely, Spain have two-time Ballon d'Or winner, Puteas. They also have crazy problems with their federation, which means a lot of their best players will not be playing. So maybe this well, as a Costa proud Rica. Canadian, I have no idea what that's like. Yeah, we don't know what they are talking about. But uh, maybe this Costa Rica upset could be on the cards just because a lot of Spain's best players will not be at the World Cup. Um, and would you say it would, it would maybe be. cause a moment of reflection for Spain? <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Okay, so it sounds like a tie. <laughs> no, that's not what you said. <laughs> well, you know, we can we can call out for Griffin since he's sort of lagging behind here. Griffin, group, yeah, now Group D, Griffin, Group D, grouped. Uh, of course, England. Uh, is old england joe gonna make an appearance uh, old england jeffrey back again here for some special uh, <laughs> old england jeffrey I forgot special group D analysis. um we have england denmark china okay. and haiti i'm gonna ride with my asian women um steel roses <laughs> please old england <laughs> jeffrey um so i'm gonna take china and then i guess i have to take england um Denmark, I feel like, is good. Haiti, I feel like, is like, maybe they could do something. Like, they're in a tough group, but I feel like maybe they could pull off an upset. Maybe that swings the group. Um, but I will go with, what? You don't believe in Haiti? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to go with England and China, but I think I think this will. This is, seems like one of the more competitive groups, based on oh. vibes again. I mean, I don't think this one's even close to competitive. Uh, England by a mile. I don't even need to pick a second team because England, so far ahead, proud of my lionesses. If I had to pick one more, uh, I'll give it to Denmark. Uh, but yeah, this one's this one's uh, <laughs> England and Denmark by a mile. And that's all, all England Jeffrey has to say on this one. He's out. Have you, have you guys seen the movie Frozen? it's <laughs> a great question do you know the, do you know the, the shopkeeper guy the shopkeeper yeah isn't he like nordic like he has like a swedish accent yeah but yeah, you didn't say you yeah just... <laughs> oh <laughs> english could say yeah i'm sorry should i have said yeah. bro? <laughs> bro. anyway yeah give me the point and we can move on 
Yeah, um, England, Denmark definitely are my favorite toughest group. I think China have kind of had a resurgence. Um, they qualified very strongly, but they've had kind of rocky results since, um, like in the lead up to this tournament. And Haiti, you know, Haiti is just a very small country. Like we know this, like it's just a very tiny country. And it's just, we know that it's not, it's unfortunate, but it, it just cannot, you know, financially, um, yeah, compete. So that would be, Haiti getting a win would probably be one of the biggest upsets of like the whole tournament. Like, yeah, I think you'd have to be pretty off base to even suggest that that was... Okay, I guess I'm the only one that believes in miracles, and that's fine. You can go listen to Waving Flag. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I'm one of those United Artists. Um, group E, Griffin, or as the French call it, Group. Um, <laughs> this this looks like a group of death to me. Okay, I need to get violent. Um, the United States, Vietnam, the Netherlands, and Portugal. Now, Griffin, I feel like Portugal, is, I believe they're competing at their first World Cup, which was very surprising to me. Obviously, uh, have had some some success on the international stage in the past. I don't know how well they might do. I mean, obviously, on vibes, you want to say that they could, you know, sort of make, make pull pull off some surprises. But I feel like the United States, we all know, are a favorite. The Netherlands, I believe, are a not if not a favorite, then sort of a uh, almost like a Canada, like an outside could maybe make some noise kind of team. I know Vietnam is uh, getting That's some buzz name. as well. So maybe you're right, Griffin. Maybe this is a group of death, uh, as you like to put it. I am going to take the United States. I'll be charitable. <laughs> and I will take the Netherlands to go alongside them. Because I feel like the Netherlands just have good football vibes. And I feel like it's like, you never hear about any Dutch football players. I know that's not true, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> um, and then they and then they sort of like show up at, at the World Cup and you're like, oh, the Netherlands. And they sort of, do, they always do some things. And so I'm going to pick the Netherlands uh, along with the United States. I like your reasoning there, Chris. As much as I despise Max Verstappen, I am going to pick the Netherlands as well and hope that it brings him little to no joy. And then, of course, the United States as well. I think we're in concurrence here with uh, all due respect to the great teams of Portugal and Vietnam. Uh, I think this one, maybe not a group. Maybe the next one's more of a group of death because this one I think is a fairly open one, two. I am. I am walking it back. And next up. Oh, Yara, do you agree? (laughs) Yara was nodding sagely. Oh, Oh, yeah. Sorry. This is an audio medium. Um, (laughs) Yes, I totally agree with the U.S. And the Netherlands, for people who are listening that don't know, the U.S. and the Netherlands, that was the final in 2019. So it's kind of exciting that we get to see them um, kind of go at it in the groups. Um, Portugal, (laughs) Portugal, uh, Chris, you're right. First World Cup. But they're probably the strongest team, in my opinion, if I'm just thinking about it off the top of my head. They're probably the the strongest team that are... Yeah, exactly. They're the strongest team that are making their first appearance. So, um, 
yeah, the Portu- Portugal team is definitely made up of a lot of players that play in the Portuguese league, which is a pretty strong league. So it'll be interesting to see them at their first World Cup. But yeah, I think the U.S. and the Netherlands. Um, if that's like kind of a game to watch from the groups, that's not Canada, obviously. The U.S. and the Netherlands is probably the game to watch. Okay. That's a right. valuable insight for our potential viewers and betters. <laughs> Griffin, we have seven minutes left in this Zoom meeting. Uh, so we'll speed run the last three. I don't think this is a group of death at all. You've got France, Jamaica, Brazil, and Panama. Group F- France being in Group F feels like cheating. They're obviously going to make it through. Um, and then obviously Brazil. We all know Brazil. Um they're the resilient Brazilians, they call them. Uh, we would love Jamaica to get a win here. I know they didn't get a win last World Cup. Panama, I mean, respectfully, I'm, I it, it doesn't have the same vibe as Haiti. It doesn't have the underdog upset vibe. And so I'm gonna th- I'm thinking that France and Brazil sail through here uh, without much trouble. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'll do respect to Bunny, uh, who was shouted out earlier on Team Jamaica in the podcast. I think this is pretty open and shut Brazil and France. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think something that will be interesting about France is um, they had also problems with their federation and really big problems with their manager, um, who was sacked pretty much right before the World Cup. And they've brought in a manager, uh, Renard, who's actually only ever managed in the men's game, which is not something that you see very often Mm. um and it will be interesting to see if there is kind of a difference into how he kind of coaches and also he's only had like two or three games with this french team so um that's something to look at maybe an edge to brazil uh maybe yeah um all right group g and this is looking like a group of death to me uh chris (laughs) You'll be delighted to know that Italy is in the World Cup this time. Um, Right, so the honking will return, and Portugal as well. Well, no, that's just a throwback to last time we had Yara on when you asked if Italy was was not in the World Cup. Uh, That's why we added footy Fridays. Footy freak out. Argentina, Italy, South Africa, and Sweden. Chris and I are well-versed in South Africa after last week's episode when we watched Invictus. Sweden, of course, the Olympic silver medalists that Canada took down in the penalty shootout. I am going to go with Italy and Sweden as my picks, but I don't really have a lot to go off of here. I think these are four potentially strong sides. Yeah, you've got Sweden, who we know to be probably good, and then two teams, (laughs) I'm just saying, in Italy and Argentina, who I feel like are like, you know, big football countries, venerated football nations, Absolutely. but I don't feel Argentina like they're the defending men's world cup champion. Precisely. But I feel like their women's sides are not probably as strong as their male counterparts. And so I am going to, I think that there's going to be like, I'm just sort of imagining, I'm imagining reading an article two weeks from now and sort of like the stories that people will talk about. And I feel like it'll be like Argentina. They kind of like that. They, they were the reigning champions on the men's side. And now they're sort of like making this push on the women's side, not to the championship, but to get out of the group 
and make it to the knockout stage. So I'm going to pick Sweden and Argentina. Um, Yara, I think I would go probably first? go. I think I would probably go Sweden and Italy. Oh! Um, I'm so sorry, Chris. I think Italy had a really fault. Really, Italy had a really good run in 2019. Um, kind of a surprising run, and I think that they've only gotten better since. Um, and yeah, Sweden, especially for such a small country, again, small is in quotation marks because that is relative, but small in terms of like. Um, those around it Sweden have always been really good especially on the women's side um and you know I actually really enjoy watching Sweden play so I think it will be Sweden and Italy Argentina I think yeah they just don't impress me as much like I want to root for them because I think Argentina have great fans a great football culture soccer culture but it's just not there for me all right, another point to me and we have a couple <laughs> minutes left here to finish strong with group H Four more strong sides, Colombia, Germany, South Korea, and Morocco. Um, I think we know Germany is a strong one here, but Morocco just had a great run in the Men's World Cup. They sort of captured the hearts of the world. Uh, South Korea, we know about the Asian women's teams. Colombia, a strong uh, soccer country. So after Germany, I do think I'm going to go Colombia for my second team, but... It, that's tough. I think that's a, a well-rounded group after Germany. Yeah, definitely a lot of directions to go here, Griffin. I agree with you about Germany, but I feel like, and apologies to Vietnam, who are now the only uh, <laughs> Asian team that I've not picked, but I think I'm going to go with South Korea here. I think the vibe, like the South Korean flag Great. is just so terrific <laughs> that I feel like it's like, on an international level, when you see that flag, you're like, whoa, this is a force to be reckoned with. And so I feel like that is really going to boost them over the top and turn them into uh, into tough competitors on the international stage. And so I'm going with Germany and South Korea. Something that I think that you would both love is, because we're obviously talking about flags and stuff, is if you looked at the kits for this tournament, because some of the teams have some really cool ones, Japan, Germany, Spain. So maybe in a future episode, like halfway through the World Cup, I love when it. it's like, yeah, maybe a kit ranking would be really cool. I think you yeah. guys would enjoy it. Um, for this group, I think it's also really well-rounded. Um, other than Germany, I think they're clear favorites. Um, I'm trying to talk super quick here. Um, you have less than one minute. And if the episode uh, ends abruptly, that is just is what it is, listeners. The theme, theme music will just play. <laughs> I'm rooting for Morocco. I don't know if they will come second, but I really hope they do. They had a really amazing run in the women's AFCON, similar to their men's run in the World Cup, where it wasn't expected. So I'm really hoping they do well in this tournament as well. So we both lose, Griffin. Yeah, uh, neither of us get a point there. <laughs> Thank you so much to Yara for joining us. You were terrific as always. We uh, look in the episode description. For- yeah, we'll put everything <laughs> we need from her in there. It has gotten uh, dark in Yara's house since she started recording this. Um, that's all for us. Keep your floors high and your ceilings low.